my spidey sense is tingling. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the pen ultimate paper cake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too meta. I'm too meta right now. <laughs> Am I meta? You're meta. You're meta. Your pronunciation of meta meta is is meta. You're meta gaming right now, Jonesy. Paper Keg 18. Uh, We have an uber popular website that is setting the internet aflame. Mark doesn't read it. The Duke and Duchess of Paper Keg, Jonesy Loves Beer, and Amanda Boo. Uh, their articles oh, are just, they're dino. Favorite cake royalty, let's be honest right now. Uh, let's, One half of the orange wins. We, this podcast, uh, we go over industry news in the comics world. Uh-huh. We go over the books we're reading. We do that. Slim, what else um, do we do? We do a book club. That's what we do. This week's book, Hulk Gray. Let's talk about it. We will. Later in the show. And then we right. read your letters. Uh, we have television celebrity Mark Farrington to read the letters. Yeah, we do. On loan from... Did you just slow clap me? (laughs) Thanks, bro. On loan from network television, Mark Farrington, DC historian. Thanks for being here. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you. Um, Jonesy Loves Weeping is here. You know what? We'll never find out what my my new nickname is. Oh, my God. We won't. Never Uh, find out. Jonesy is under the impression this is the final episode. We'll get into that. Penultimate. Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Internet celebrity podcast bad boy. Welcome back. The pleasure to be here is all mine. <laughs> uh, and I am at Slim. It's the first time I ever introduced myself. 18 episodes. Yep. We got a lot of stuff to get to this week. Uh, a lot of stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about the Avengers trailer. Um, I think that's it. That's Bonerific. No, but um, you know we got some changes happening. Changes. Whoops! I'll turn that up by accident. Jonesy, you're going to be okay. Big changes. <laughs> well, I mean, last episode you dropped changes. one hell of a cliffhanger. I did. I you left. Gotta lead I off left a it. cliffhanger. You know, a possible announcement. Um. So by the time this show, posts, look, I just want to thank the Garveys, and I want to thank <laughs> oh Beth God. Corto, super fan. And I want to thank uh, my wife for loving me and supporting me through this whole thing. When this show posts, um, uh, I will be officially an employee of Comicsology. Boom! There it is. Whoa, That's it. daddy! That's it. That's it right there. That's it. Tell them about the gig, Slim. Um, Tell them about is, the gig. You know, gig. this is this is a huge deal. Absolutely. You know, this is this is earth shattering for Paper Keg, um, the company that I've uh, you know I've been I've been trumpeting for for so long. You know, I had the CEO of Comicsology on on the Nerdcast podcast. Remember that back in two thousand nine, third episode ever. Uh, he was on Skype. I was doing Skype calls. On a podcast, can you believe it? That's Incredible. When, that's when you were young; you didn't know much. Yeah. So um, I don't know much. <laughs> but I don't know. I love, I love you. you. Terrible. So and that's um, all I needed to know. <laughs> so, so this this show will post on Monday. Monday, I will be uh, going to Comicsology's offices in New York City. Um, you know what? What's my job? 
what's my job? You know, I, I, I like to call myself a digital comic book evangelist. Yeah, fried chicken um, evangelist. And fried chicken. I love the fried chicken. You know, that'll be a small hat I'll be wearing. You know, my, my main goal at Comixology will be to ensuring that you're getting the best out of the service that we provide. Who knows? I might be fired by the end of the day. I might not even be working for Comixology. might be terrible. By the time you listen to this, I, I'll probably have been laid off already. Let's be honest. Yeah. This uh, economy? This economy? Who knows? Who knows? Um, we know. They couldn't so, have picked a more perfect man for the job. I appreciate it. So how does this affect Paper Keg, you might ask? How does this affect? Jonesy has has been in a deep depression since we first started talking about yeah. this. We barely got I've him here. a lot. Um, this will not affect Paper Keg, Jonesy. This what? Will... <laughs> there you go. We will be going strong, you know... You know, I'm, I might have to watch what I say now, you know? Not going to happen. Um, I'm not going to be able to say that the first arc of Ultimate Spider-Man, it seemed like Mark Bagley was high on cocaine. Who's when, the worst when, artist when you've he, ever seen? Uh, let's get it Scott, out. Let's, let's get into let's it right now. Let's just be raw. The worst artist? Scott McDaniel. These are all opinions you won't hear when he starts a comicsology. <laughs> Which is today. When this Which is, today goes. is my first day, so I hope no one is listening. Uh... But yeah, I you know obviously I write about digital comics a lot on paperkeg.com and you know now I have a vested interest in one of the you know if not the leading digital comic provider you know I'm I'm I I work for them now, uh, so I'll probably be adding a disclaimer to anything I write obviously and I w- I wouldn't I would expect that from someone who 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 does that. I think uh, Slim. <clears throat> uh, well, first of all, congratulations on Thank behalf you. of everybody else. Um, the li- I think you're doing the right thing by being honest. Um, you, you could only, um, you can only, you know, the honesty portion of it is uh, way better for paper keg right now instead of trying to hide it and maybe, you know, somehow getting into some turmoil about it or, right, or getting yeah. called out on it. The I listeners sh- deserve to know. And as long as, uh, you know, and, uh, we, we've known for a while now we've been, uh, you know, sleepless, spent sleepless nights mm-hmm. thinking about this, Jonesy, but, um, he, Jonesy looks asleep right now. Yeah, but uh, we couldn't be happier, and uh, I think I think we speak for all of us. Is, is as long as you know, if paper keg goes on in some form, you know, if uh, if you have to censor yourself, we'll just have to pick up the slack. Absolutely, you and, know, you guys uh, don't represent Comicsology in any fashion. Right. You just love their products. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> these tears have turned into smiles for tears some reason. Tears of joy. <laughs> no, um, you know, if I didn't reveal, you know, my old job. Uh, you know, I never talked about online. You know, I tried to keep, uh, you know, this is a big change for me because um, starting, you know, August 1st, both of my bosses follow me on Twitter and I follow them. So that's a huge change for me. You know, I right. never talk about my job on Twitter. Uh, I don't even use my real name on Twitter, which I'm still not even sure if I'm really going to blurt that out. But um, for me, it's different because I try to keep both worlds separate, you know, professional and and social. So now, you know, that's going to change. You know, uh, people will know where I work. Um, you know, I, you know, people will know who my bosses are. You know, it's kind of a big deal. I think the, the ultimate compliment, though, it's a very high compliment, but uh, they know who you are digitally, mm-hmm. your right. digital persona, and yet I would say you probably got hired because of it, you know, with with your uh, sometimes controversial tweets, if that's what you want to call them, whatever it is, but they know they know who what they're getting into, and right. I think they got the right man for the job, definitely. Yeah, so I think it's and, um, it's it's you know it's great. Uh, you know, 
a lot of you know I have a lot of the tough things to say about digital comics and now you know now I work in the digital comic business so you know now my opinions are inside you know the company that you know puts a lot of that stuff out and you know maybe that could help you're going to have to definitely write about and tweet about some of your, well, not necessarily tweet, but tell us about some of your fanboy moments you get when you're going to work and you see Jim Lee walking through the halls. Jim Lee just walking in the right. room with donuts. You know, who knows if that happens? Who knows? And Everybody you're going to have to live with the scorn of not getting us autographs. <laughs> that could break uh, up the show. Tell Jason Aaron I said, hey. No, I'm, I'm not going to. I wonder what kind of donuts. Man, you know, who knows what kind of donuts Jim Lee Price likes. stops at that awesome cupcake Well-drawn donuts. I can't wait for the first time that Slim invites us up and we're sitting around the table with G off Johns. Oh my yeah, we're totally oh, not going right, to That's too much. I, yeah, we're not. I don't know what kind of you know, mystical events know. happen at Comixology's no. main I have, offices. I have a couple but... comments. Can I jump in? Yeah, absolutely. You know, just because paper keg's not ending. You know, I, can't, I can't talk. You know. I just uh, I think Slim, uh, no, not a lot of people can tell because they only see your you know, Twitter persona, but right. you have laid the groundwork and put in almost three years of, of hard work pursuing, developing relationships and, uh, you know, making yourself a voice for digital comics. And, you know, it's nice to see that that is recognized mm -hmm. because you were probably the first booster out there that said, let's get this guy from Comixology, you know, out, you know, let me promote this. Let me tell people that this is, could be the next phase in comics. And, you were really a pioneer in digital comics, and then we turn around and we see people now that that almost take up your fight and are, are that see the same things we do. Right? You know, Slim got me in, onto the cause, and I consider myself a digital comics booster. And you know, and people people recognize that, and I think uh, you know you deserve a lot of credit. Absolutely. And that's all kidding aside. I am, you know, I am very humble. I will not accept that praise, but I will enjoy it. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, for me, um, you know, I just, you know, obviously I think digital is the way to go. And, you know, all of us, you know, grab digital comics all the time every Wednesday. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited about the future, you know. I big, th big things happening. Um, you know, I'm not going to be, you know, obviously everyone knows how I feel about digital comics pricing. You know, you can go to... You just Google, you know, ball smoke digital comics and you'll find, you know, my thoughts on Marvel's pricing and all that awful stuff. Um, but, you know, it's it's I you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a great, great road ahead. Right. Uh, nothing changes a paper keg. I still think Scott McDaniel should should be washing my car if at all possible. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I th right now, just to reassure the listeners, I, you you guys may have a lot of questions uh, regarding this, and even uh, along the lines of what Slim may or may not be able to do on the show. Unfortunately, he has you know this is his first day when this posts, so he's not even working there yet. So, right. it, it, us as uh, a paper keg uh, contributors, we don't even know uh, what's going to transpire, but. You know, nothing's going to change in our eyes unless something has to change. Like, but. like, like I said, I could. By the time you download this, I might have already been fired. Right. And you know, the dream is over. Right. And I, I probably would have thrown myself out of their twelve-story building. I thought I read somewhere that Scott McDaniel has like a thirty percent share in Comicsology. Oh, damn it! Shit. All right. Yes. Uh, well, let's just start thinking of new ideas for my future. Um, let's Scott McDaniel kick. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm ready. The brilliant Scott McDaniel. Uh, yeah. So, so, so no changes. You know, uh, and you know, I think a great thing about Paper Keg is you know Jam Stump. He he used to work for Graphically 
you know, which is what is is a competitor, and you know, he right. prefers you know their stuff. He the first book he ever bought for Comicsology was the Planetary Omnibus, which is uh, huge. You know, right? and he's you know he's not a big fan of the Comicsology app, and I think you know I don't want to I don't want the site to become more pro Comicsology than it is because I know most of us prefer it, but we all download the Dark Horse uh, mm-hmm. app. I don't. We've tried it. Um, I have. You know, we got the goon. Jonesy is really boosting for a job right now. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, you know, I'm not the the site isn't going to be any more pro comicsology than it is already. You yeah. Know? So I mean, so w- there's a lot of supporters uh, right now. So if you start trying to pick up on anything, there's really nothing. I mean, I I still buy majority of my comics uh, from the comic book shop. So yeah, this guy over here. Uh, you know, but so you know, we plan on keeping the website and the podcast still. The way it is now, I mean, with any luck, Slim's job won't even interfere with right. any of this, and it's very possible that it's not. There's very two very separate entities, and uh, Slim will have a, a professional, uh, you know, a professional presence right. that may not even affect. Um, I mean, anything. You, but. you will, you'll probably see me, you know, at the Comicsology table, you know, at NYCC wearing a nice, you know, tweed jacket. Um, God, I hope not. Probably going to have to cut my glorious Slacks. hair. You know, let's be honest. I don't even want to think that's one experience that I'm really looking forward to for the fans. They actually get to interact with you face to face when they go to cons. Maybe you'll even go to Baltimore. Maybe with me, but you'll be on the other side. Maybe bring Comicsology down to the uh, Paper Keg Con that we have at the Ramada Inn. (laughs) You'll have to answer me this though: Will you get your own Comicsology blazer like David? You'll just snap. He does. Then people come up and get you a blazer. He knows how to rock a blazer. David does. does. Uh, But yeah, I think the main thing is. I'm excited to be in a business where I can, you know, show the joy of digital comics to, you know, other comic fans, and and it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good stuff. It's not a bigger, bigger uh, evangelist for digital comics than you, Slim. So I, congratulations. Thank you. I agree with you. Um, let's move on. Let's move on. Jonesy is back in a good mood. Maybe Man. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know much. I got <laughs> the Avengers trailer was attached to the end of what we all considered the greatest Marvel movie ever made. <laughs> Mark's Mark like just biting his tongue. He uh, just gave you the easy, bro. <laughs> you know, hopefully by the time this episode posts, there's a cover of uh, Mark in an Iron Man suit and you in the Captain America suit, and you're oh, going yeah. at it. That's Civil War idea, style? Yeah. Get um, that fiends on that now. We'll see if uh, Brad Heitmeyer, the cover That could be master, the variant. He's accepting submissions. Yeah, very for price. For I'll buy anything. Um, you know, actually, maybe what if we'll, we'll have to talk to Brad? Maybe actually, we can set yeah. up some kind of a submission uh, deal. You know, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a good I'd idea. Actually, I'd get a, a portrait of Mark done. I'm already thinking of a portrait about me getting done. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, man, <laughs> something that you can hang in your office on the first day of comicsology. <laughs> Is it you naked with just holding a comic on your private parts? Is it cheating? You know, he's a married man and he's a father. Is that cheating? No. Uh, you know what? Cheating. Uh, let's not. Let's a different podcast. Cheating keg. All together. So the average, the, the Avengers trailer attached. You know, very quick, quick cuts. You know, not quick not cuts. a whole lot seen. I I first saw it as a bootleg on my iPad in bed at like three a.m. Uh, like a week ago. <laughs> Can't talk about this anymore. <laughs> uh, you know, it leaked early. Someone had a shaky cam. I may or may mm. not have watched it, or maybe my wife did it, and I just looked over her shoulder. You know, thus you know, um, making me innocent. I hope you had your mattress protector on because you probably <laughs> let loose um, all over the bed sheets, I, boy. I personally loved the, what I saw. 
How yeah. could you not? Captain America in a new updated uniform for the modern day that looks very Ultimate-esque. Yeah. Come off oh, it man. right now. Yeah. Who is the villain, though? Because I saw two Lo- shots I think where Loki. they're I think walking Loki. Loki, like armed guards are walking him through the halls. But did I see you saw Loki. Red Skull? I don't recall seeing the Red Skull, but they're being really tight-lipped about the story. I've heard anything from Secret Invasion all the way through. I don't know, because at the end of Captain America, when he gets sucked up, it's definitely the same technology as exactly. the Bifrost from the Thor movie. I think they're saving that, though. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a Can we talk about if they'll... Are they all signed up for multiple Avengers movies? I believe so, Because yes. when you think I about it... I don't think so. This... I think Robert Downey, this is his last in his contract. Okay. Because when you think about it, this cast, this movie is like... Legendary, ninety billion dollars. I don't legendary. know how they're getting this cast together. This is like Ocean's Eleven. You know, they did three of those, but you know, who knows? That wasn't uh, Steven Soderbergh directing this one. I don't like the 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 budget, including their you know the the cast. I don't know. It just seems unreal. Seems I mean, unreal. Think about it. This has been five years in the making, starting with Iron Man number one and slow building all the way to what we're getting next year. I can't wait. But this is just Marvel investing and reinvesting. I mean, they probably took profits from all these movies just to reinvest it in the Avengers, and it's just going to pay off in dividends. I mean, you know it's going to shatter records. Captain America, I think, was the last one that they weren't going to distribute. Now they're taking on distributing for the movies, too, from Paramount. Oh, really? Yeah. I think that Paramount still gets a small cut, but now Marvel was like officially... It's all of them. Which is a uh, shame, too, because they'll never get the rights for X-Men or Spider-Man back nope. just based on their success. And I would love to see a oh, yeah. Fantastic Four as well. Yeah, you're right. Ghost Imagine Rider. what they would do with that Fantastic Four movie with them doing it. Good heavens. Oh, yeah. No. Chris Evans wouldn't be tor- Human Torch. Nah, get, get a whole what, new cast. What else was in that trailer? I saw Nick Fury standing in what appeared to be the Triskelion. That was cool. Yeah, I thought so. I mean, and all the characters standing side by side each other. You see Iron Man and Thor... Cap. Yeah, Iron Man's armor was also like, tricked out too. Yeah, yeah, it was a little nice. You saw Banner. You saw Hawkeye stringing a bow. Did I, I didn't see, see Banner? Banner, I didn't see Banner I was like an eighth of a second. It was quick, but was it was it there. Hulk or was it Mark? It was Ruffalo? just Mark Ruffalo. You saw Hawkeye knocking an arrow. You saw the Black Widow walking away, being yeah. sexy with a big this movie. Black I, mean, I would love for this to just destroy all records. Oh man! Oh yeah. I was trying so hard to think of an argument to say that it won't beat the Dark Knight, but I can't. It will. It will shatter the Dark Knight. I mean, if you combine the numbers from Thor and Cap, assuming they're all different people, I mean, right. you, you got it. You break it. You break it. And Iron Man. You're taking Iron Man people. Exactly. Now, who do you guys think in the movie is going to cry out Avengers Assemble? Who's going to say Cap. it? Cap. Come on. Is it Cap? No brainer. I see There's Nick prob- Fury. No. no. It's either Cap or no. Stan Lee. No. <laughs> I would say it's going to be a scene where Mark down. What's the timestamp? Nineteen eleven. I think it's going to be a scene with Steve Rogers and Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey's probably going to try and say it, and then Cap's going to interrupt, or it's going to be some kind of jokey moment. Yeah, it's gonna, I think it's going to be jokey, like a callback mm-hmm. to the comics. Yep. That's mm-hmm. why I think maybe Stan Lee would do it or something like that in some way. But I think See, you're wrong. You might be wrong too. I'm telling you, I'm thinking it's going to be. A quiet, subdued moment the first no. time they say it where Nick Fury is talking to the guys. All no, right, no, because he's, he's already played himself off as the handler, not a team member. Yeah, but he can be the leader and still have a field leader. He so can be, what's the point of having Captain America if you're going to have Nick Fury lead the Avengers? Everybody has said Avengers Assemble at one point. It's like saying Live from New York at Saturday Night Live. Everybody has said it. First this of all, is the nobody first time. says Live from New York at Saturday Night Live. 
They only say live from <laughs> Saturday night. I'd like to take this moment to remind you that I'm black. I watched it in Living Color. That was a great show. Why that was a fantastic bring, why show. Take, don't take hard. this moment yeah. away from Jonesy. He, he did get you on that one. Yeah. It's Saturday Night Live. <laughs> live from New York. It's Saturday Night Live. Let's. Um, anyone else? Well, anything else on the Avengers? Uh, besides, probably going to blow yeah, our brains out. I like Thor's outfit better than in the Thor movie. Well, I think I'm not sure More if that's Ultimate-esque. represented the whole movie because the t- the figures that came out, he's wearing the sleeves. And I gotta tell you, hey. Thor. I I don't know if maybe they just filmed some of this for the teaser trailer, but His Thor's hair, hair looks frizzy. Like <laughs> he it, definitely got a perm. For it that looked like it had a, he had a wig on or something. It would. It did not look as luxurious and luscious as he got, a, uh, he got an Odin Thor. perm. And also, uh, <laughs> the quick shot to Maria Hill, which is the uh, chick from uh, is Robin from How I Met Your Mother. So she was in that trailer. That is. Too. That's right. She is in that. Show. Who does she play? Maria, Maria Hill. Wait, Agent what? Shield. Who does she play in what? The character of Robin Shabatsky. Shabatsky is Maria. The Maria. Is Maria Hill. No, she, she is Maria portraying Hill. the character of Maria God. Hill. Second, uh, yeah, 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 guy, yeah. I you don't know. get off it. You don't got it. Just come off it right Sorry. now. Books. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into the books. Oh, yeah, we did read books. We're reading right now. I'm going to ask Dale. Oh, God. Podcast. Bad boy. Bad boy. What you gonna do? Look it up. Look those chops. I just looked at my notes so I could tell you what book I was reading. Yeah. And it's a good book. Criminal Macabre and the Goon One-Shot. Wow. The Goon! (laughs) Steve Niles, right? Steve Niles uh, does Criminal Macabre. That's a Cal McDonald is the main character of Criminal Macabre. He is a private eye human he's a human in a in a world filled with ghouls ghosts supernatural he's a a druggie a pill popping uh you know he needs to take drugs just to f- normally function i like him already in life he's a very kind of bruce uh campbell-esque ash character he's got mm-hmm. a lot of funny one-liners um he's got a a ghoul man servant named mogosh or moloch Something like that, and uh, the two of them go around hunting other supernatural creatures. And you got the goon, which we reviewed uh, two episodes ago. Right. The goon and Frankie on Lonely, Lonely Street, and uh, they basically Cal McDonald and the goon both get uh, hoodwinked separately to meet up and fight a, a greater monstrous threat in Chicago by two uh, rivaling factions, the werewolves and the vampires, mm. because there's something greater out there that's uh, uh, that's uh, that's killing them. But uh, the one-liners and the interaction between Cal McDonald and the goon mm. is absolutely priceless, as well as Frankie and Moloch, the ghoul. Is this uh, on pace or better than uh, Nothing But Misery? Is that what that book was called? Yeah, that was the first arc of the goon. That was is better. Hmm. It's better. Hmm. The one, I, it's a comedy book. Uh, it's a supernatural comedy book. I mean, really, there's no horror. I mean, it's it's awesome because you know it's like horror kind of element to it, but it's really taken pretty lightheartedly. If probably especially with the goon, you know, added in the mix. But, Who did um, the uh, art? Is it Powell? Or somebody else? No, that was somebody else. That actually, let me bring it up real quick while I talk. Um, Pull up Pal did a variant cover of it, and um, I don't, Gary Pal, Greg Pal, Eric Pal, Eric. I knew it. Eric Pal was actually on the uh, farts and negativity of the book. 
Right, I saw the, that uh, credit that you posted. Yeah, in the listing. Um, and I think, you know what, now that I think about Fiona Staples, I th- remember we talked about her last week. Right. She may have done the art for the cover of this book. Um, somebody different did the uh, did the art for the main book. That was really nice. It's very, um, very rough, sketchy looking. Mm-hmm. Colors were beautiful, though. A little spoiler at the end. It's really got nothing to do with nothing because it was just a one shot. So I don't think they're going to continue on. But Hellboy shows up. Whoa! So it's pretty cool. I, don't know I mean, I feel like and that. Hellboy's got you know some one liner. One, he's king of one liners too. He is so. the king of one liners. I think there's, he has a book out that's called that. Uh, so I really uh, recommend you guys pick this up. It's a nice dark horse is crossover. Is this in the app? Uh, I don't think it's in the app right oh, now. That's a shame. So. It's Sorry. a floppy, strictly Sorry, floppy. dark horse, and it is uh, three ninety nine. So they're not right, holding the line. Okay, gonna, it's good. Gonna, it's a good book. Pa- it's a good book. I'm gonna pass on that three ninety nine. I'll Thank be you. honest with you. Thanks for hating me um, and my life and everything about me. <laughs> you know, Steve Niles. I think he's doing a new monthly for thirty days a night. Did you hear about that? Have you seen this? Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, I did hear about that. Never. Sure. I don't think I ever read his thirty days a night. We should maybe we should do that for a book club. Yeah, let's do that. I'd read that. Uh, it's good. Jonesy looks ready. Quick, quick news tidbit though. I, uh, I'm, I apologize. Uh, I forget who does Thirty Days a Night. Um, Steve Niles. No, the publisher, IDW. I want to say IDW. IDW is uh, is accepting trade ins. You can trade in a Twilight comic yeah, or a book, well. and they will give you a copy of Thirty Days a Night, the graphic novel. Really? Yeah. Did they do Twilight too? No, I don't think no. they did. So it's basically oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's a, they're tra- I think the line is trading your sparkly vampires for your. BA vampire or something like that. So that's re- that was really cool. It's a good idea. Yeah. Jonesy. You're up. Wow. Witch Doctor number two. Oh, yeah. you read this yet, Slim? No, I haven't. Check Everyone out. on and their mother is recommending this, and I yeah. haven't picked so it up. So good, yet. I followed Brandon Seifert on wow. the Twitter. That I'm going to tweet you right yeah, now to tell you to check yeah. it out. That's huge praise um, for you. You don't follow a whole lot of people. What is it 400? You know, <laughs> just because you're all high and mighty on your comicsology train now here, Slim, <laughs> you might, you know, you might be you're gonna having throw a beer that, You're going to throw that in my face every time. I ammo, bro. Up. Click, click. Uh, anyhow, Witch Doctor 2 uh, continues the story of uh, Witch Doctor. Right. I don't know his name. <laughs> his name is Witch Doctor. MD. But, um, which Doctor MD? You know, each issue tells you like a never another section of the mythology that Seifer's trying to build. In this issue, it's um, fairies, like their version of fairies, and it's very cool that here it's almost like a exchange student program. Fairies were actually drop off their kids to be raised by humans mm-hmm. and then eat human babies. It's it's oh, like, heavens. but Holy everything crap, about, that is awesome. Yeah, but everything about Witch Doctor is a little off kilter. Uh, they portray um, fairies as like insects that like one second you think you're looking at a normal human baby, but like if you look again or at like uh, which doctor makes mention of like if you look out of your peripheral vision, you see that it's actually like an insect that looks close to a human baby, but not quite. Hmm. But yeah, it's it's really cool. It's all I mean, this, everything about this book is offbeat and it's funny and it's tongue in cheek and it, it's like. The book can go anywhere, and I love comics that it's like at any point you could legitimately go any direction and you would still be on board. Hmm. I mean, one of the f- most fun reads I've had in a long time. Kind of disappointed in, in the app. It shows two of four limited series, four issues. 
Oh wow! I almost heard this. I'm kind of okay with that because I, uh, I, I would. Uh, I think we talked about this a lot, but I would almost prefer that the artists or the creators tell the story that they originally envisioned and not, you know, be forced to come up with a monthly yeah. book after they blow their wad. I agree. I, I, but I could definitely see this being the next Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This could open up the possibility maybe for Rand Seifert to do. Maybe he has a monthly in mind, and they're just giving him a sh- his shot to prove his worth first. You know, it's Slim's, you know, as much as I don't want to admit it, Slim's right. I only yeah. have 20. I mean, this I episode, have, can we title this episode Slim is right? No, that's every episode. I only have 24 issues in mind for Inherited. And mm-hmm. beyond that, I wouldn't even know how to write it. Good. Good. That's more than four. I mean, for reals. For reals. <laughs> for reals. You, ri- you write. I'm, I'm gonna let you finish. Witch doctor. Now this is day and date. Did you get yes. it? Like the first? Uh, okay. No, actually, I I, I had the Seifert. And I was following on the Twitter, and he tweeted uh, tweeted that two had come out. So I jumped on the app and got okay, it. Okay, I was curious if you had gotten it when like the price dropped. No, because uh, Image sometimes does. I think the price drops after two. I'm, I don't like it's two weeks. But maybe it's a month. I don't think it's been out for two weeks. Hmm. At this. Well, maybe by the time this episode airs, it will maybe. Be. Fourth wall. Ooh, uh, I'm Meta right now. I'm totally Meta. God. Today, Slim started his new job, so yeah, it's meta. been... It's been three... It's been, it's been like a month since that book came out, to be honest. Three. Mark, uh, Mark you're, a, you're a television star. Uh, we You had to helicopter in here for this episode. Yeah. You got your personal chopper. Gave me plenty of time to read on the way home. What, yeah. Mark, Tosh touch you and Mark, was that Bi- helicopter air conditioned? Or? Being bi coastal. <laughs> we just had the windows open. Oh, nice. Oh, the windows in this Will you basement. look at my t shirt right now? <laughs> you know, <laughs> when Slim moves to New York, we can just do the paper keg north on a skyline in New York. Oh, Penthouse style. Probably got a roof deck, I'm not, roof bar. I'm not paying for any of that. Oh, I'm just going to say that right now. Mark, what are you reading? On the copter flight back to Philly, I read War of the Green Lanterns Aftermath. This is dealing with the fallout from the conclusion of the War of the Green Lanterns crossover. In it, Hal Jordan killed a guardian. No he, way. I'm saying, I didn't see it coming. He killed a guy by the name of Krona. Krona was responsible for igniting this war. Rest in peace. For all of the DC fanboys, Krona is a guy who is responsible for Crisis of Infinite Earths, and he's the villain behind the JLA Avengers crossover. Jeez, that's so pretty epic. That's, Ooh, it guy? was an epic fight. Why have I never heard of him? Exactly. He is a power... He's a guardian of the universe who went insane. Or you don't read DC Comics. Probably. <laughs> right, right, that too. So, book opens from the conclusion of Green Lantern 67. It's about when Hal Jordan is thrust out of the Green Lantern Corps, ejected for killing a guardian. Everybody's dealing with the fallout, reeling from everything that happened, the death of Mogo. They don't want to cut him any slack. This guy started the Crisis on Infinite Earths and the JLA JLA, uh, Avengers Avengers crossover. The Guardians are shocked that a power ring that they programmed to not be able to kill them was wielded by a human who had so much willpower, he overrode their ring commands, and it actually killed a Guardian. It did the impossible. Good. So you start to see the Guardians, aside from their normal laid-back, unfeeling selves start to be afraid and paranoid. Oh, yeah, I got to read this. Tempers are flaring. Mogo has been shot and killed. Mogo, a Green Lantern by Jon Stewart. He was killed at his hand. So much happened in this that I don't know where to start. In the War of the Green Lanterns... I'm not going to lie, I'm confused. I'm not doing it justice. Jones is going to pick up part seven of the series and just hope Mark for the down. best. I'll give you mine. <laughs> Time traveling. Sinestro was given a power ring since Mogo Have is... Have you read this time-traveling Batman? This is good shit. 
starting at issue number four of six. Sinestro is giving a power ring. All of the Green Lanterns are suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. They're plotting to throw overthrow the Guardians and kill Sinestro. There's a lot going on for the Green Lanterns. So, fans, so the Guardians have given Sinestro a ring. There is a Green Lantern. There was a Green Lantern called Mogo, who was a planet. He is responsible for guiding the rings to find worthy bearers. Mm -hmm. In the course of the crossover, he was possessed along with the other Green Lanterns, and the only way that they could stop... Possessed by what? He was possessed. I'm sorry. They put Parallax back into the main power battery, and he was able to corrupt all of the other Green Lanterns, aside from the four main Earth characters. Too soon, Jeff. Too soon. So, instead of having all of these rings go out to people who... Every time a new person got a power ring, they would become kind of this mindless killer. They would just put on the ring and start killing anything in sight. The only way to stop the armies from multiplying was to take out Mogo. So they destroy the planet, and there is nobody to guide the rings to their new people. Question. Yes, sir. Why couldn't Hal Jordan just be Parallax again instead of killing the Green Lantern? They all took off their rings and had to use different colored rings so that they wouldn't be corrupted by Parallax. Oh. So Hal Jordan was using a yellow ring. Um, Guy Gardner was using a red ring. Kyle was now, using a blue ring. where did these rings come from? What about Dexter? Are there different guardians Dexter for different... Dexter was not seen in here. Oh. Were there di- are there different guardians for different colored rings? There are different guardians in different cores for different colored rings. And all of this, the main characters each have a different ring. If you've been, I know you haven't been reading Green Lantern for the last year, but or they decade. have been, you've been missing a lot. So stop grilling them about it. I'm you know, saying, hey, right? I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm interested as a, to know too. As a non-reader that knows Green Lantern got a ring from the Guardians uh, and their planet is, you know, uh, their planet is all yellow because they don't want the uprising of the Green Lanterns. Isn't that correct? Their that planet? is correct. Um, yeah, in your effing faces. In your why? <laughs> why me? Um, so, so then my question is, you know, where do all these other rings come out of? Do they have planets that have, you know, they're built for different colors? Or is there a different parallax for all these other rings? Is there a parallax? Yeah, is there more than one parallax? Each ring is basically tied to a different feeling on the emotional spectrum. Red's rage, orange is avarice, yellow is fear, green is will, blue is hope. Uh, Purple indigo is love. No, indigo is compassion. Violet is love. And black is death. Roy G. Biv. And over the last three years, DC has been doing stories in Green Lantern, which introduce each ring in each color and showing its emotional tie and giving its power source. So it's like a rainbow. Right. This has been the culmination of three or four years worth of DC stories. Jones, I don't yes, Jones. So. You look like you have a question. I don't even yeah, know I, if you should it ask just, it. Uh, I probably shouldn't. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> So it's not going to add. We to have the conversation. a lot. We have a lot to take in from the the Rainbow Core. Bottom line: anybody who's been following Green Lantern, this is a lot of payoff for. You're seeing all of the Blackest Night payoff. You're seeing stuff ties going back to the Sinestro Core War, and it's at least interesting. So is this? Did I not? Uh, did I or did I not? I think it had something to do with the reboot. Did I see a uh, a teaser image at where Sinestro was a Green Lantern again? You did. In the Green Lantern number one, Sinestro is the Green Lantern of Earth, and Hal Jordan is a civilian again. Hal Jordan's been kicked out of the core for killing a guardian, and Sinestro, through the course of the Green Lantern War, he got a power ring, and he was kind of inspired by Hal Jordan's actions. 
he wants it off, but he's kind of mulling around with the idea of keeping it, and the Guardians wow. haven't kicked him off yet. I like it. Yes, Jonesy. So let me get this straight. Hal Jordan saves the universe. Again. But in the process, sacrifices the life of a Guardian. Totally the right thing to do by the Guardian's code. Am I right? Yep. But just because a Guardian can die, all the Guardians that are supposed to be against fear become fearful and kick out Hal Jordan? The Guardians pride themselves on not feeling emotion. So but fear is emotion. Fear is an emotion. Check and mate, Farrington. What are you talking about? <laughs> he didn't write these books. The Guardians pride themselves on not fearing emotion. So when they see this human do the impossible, in their eyes, it makes them scared. So their nervous reaction is to eject him. So you know what? He's a loose cannon. He's dangerous. Get him out. Loose cannon? This is 30 years after the... Uh, I think right. we should move on on board. I, I, the on Guardians board are Green wankers Lanterns. anyway, so... Um, Lightning round? Oh, wait, no. Your no, book. I didn't go yet. My yeah, fault. Can Bro-Zo? Um, let's, let's talk about something I, uh, I was excited about on the Comics Roundtable podcast that I guest hosted on. Oh, yeah. Be sure to, uh, Google Comics Roundtable podcast. Jurassic Alien. Batgirl. The lesbian. Marcos. No, that's Batwoman. Um, Marcos Martin, uh, drew a Batgirl miniseries. Uh, just imagine Daredevil art, but Batgirl, uh, telling the story of a young Barbara Gordon that wants to uh, join the police force. As a lesbian? No, she's oh. not a lesbian. Um, and Jim Gordon doesn't want it to happen. You know, she's going to school. I want you to finish schooling. You don't want to become, you know, like me. You don't want to become a detective. Right. It's dangerous. Uh, so the first uh, issue, it's told, you know, like her fighting crime, but also flashing back to her early days as, you know, becoming, you know, a little a little snoop, you know, getting into the <laughs> getting into the, the her dad's office, getting files. So it's 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 like a retelling of the origin and for me, you know, it's a brand new issue. I didn't even know it existed. I got it in the DC app. Um so if, you know, they could have easily just reprinted this as the new Batgirl number 1 in September and I would have loved it. So it's telling the story of how she started to become Batgirl and She's trying to contact, I guess, is it Black Canary? Or is it just Canary? Black Canary. Black Canary, uh, who's like, I guess, maybe an older retired superhero uh, in this in this point. So she wants to get her advice on, you know, fighting crime kind of deal. Um, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. Backer, I just bought a DC book. You know? Whoa, there it is. Mark it down. There it is. Folks. When was it written? 2005. Oh, okay. Have you, you never read it? No, I haven't. There it is. I just read a DC book that Mark hasn't read. Oh, noted. How'd that feel? DC. Felt great. It made me feel like I was kilting it. Noted DC. Liar. Marcus, Marcus Martin. There you go. That's all you need to know. You just go buy it right now. Just buy it on the app. Do just it. go to your LCS and buy it in the back issue bin. Jesus. That's it. That's all I got for right now. She's not a lesbian, though. Let's we, be clear on that. She is not a lesbian. Uh, do we want to do the lightning round? Lesbian. The uh, what has been called the most popular new segment on the show? Next in letters by Get tons the, of feedback. Uh, you know, you know who we need to get more reviews from? The listeners, at, friends of Papercake at Mandy Boo. Oh, Amanda. Um, Amanda Boo. at Mandy Boo did the great Captain America review with you, uh, Dale. 
one of one of the greatest moments I think in paper cake oh, history. Man. M- Mandy and Boo and I had such fun writing that. We just opened up a, a Google Doc, which uh, if you don't know Google Docs, you can just live edit like right. multiple people in there. It's just like a big down dirty throwdown, and me and her were just typing. We were writing. So you getting dirty? Oh, we were writing. <laughs> you know who we need to see do a team up review with that Mandy Boo, Jonesy. They're the captain and Tennille paper cake over here. They really are. <laughs> Come on. What What do you think you two should review? Uh, you, does, does, has that Mandy Boo ever read Bendis Daredevil? Oh man! Can you imagine you two live reviewing? You know the oh. first issue of Daredevil I together. Even, I can't even take her to school, man. Oh my god! You show her the ropes, my friend. You sh- just do it. I want to. I want to read it Monday. No, no, no. Here's what I'm proposing. I want to see you guys review Daredevil Yellow. I know what she thinks. Ooh, I know what you yeah. think. That would be a hell of a conversation. The gauntlet has just yeah. been thrown down. Mandy Boo, if you're listening, I want to hear this. Well, you know she's going to listen, so I don't know. That's why I'm throwing the why gauntlet is there down. An if right there? <laughs> now, is Google Docs allowed at your work? Is I that... don't know what Google Docs is. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe she can like send you a piece of paper with carrier pigeon, and you can write back and, and no, so no, no. on and so I'll, forth. I'll Google what Google Docs is. No, why don't, you, why don't you back it up? Can you guys have an AIM conversation? Nobody uses AIM anymore for one thing, Mark. Jesse's face. Jesse doesn't even know how to work that iPad right next to him. Let's uh, let's get a lightning round right now. So, anyway, Jonesy and and Mandy Boo, the Casey and JoJo of Paper Cake. Absolutely. Make it happen. Uh, Robotica. Whoa. The K. Archaea Press Comics. It's fancy. Been reading a lot of them lately because they're just this cool, small-time publisher. Robotica is uh, set way in the future. And the human race it's has... It's a lightning round, I it's think. It's a messenger. Aim. <laughs> uh, ro- okay. Yep. Robotica. Humans uh, have created generation after generation of uh, uh, cyber genetic um, prototypes and have tossed to the wayside because the next generation has gotten smarter. These former generations have banded together because they're pissed. Hmm. It's an okay story. The art is uh, is kind of cool. The concept is kind of cool. We need a gong. That was uh, yeah. We actually I wanted to get the taboo buzzer. I'm sorry to blow it. You know, in your ear. I want to blow it. I'll go to edit. I can't. I can't even. I couldn't even. Now, lightning round uh, in its inception. That was like three sentences. That was that was three after an initial two. <laughs> Uh, it? I used commas in my head. Ear. There was commas all throughout that. Uh, lightning round, two sentences or less. <laughs> you know, we're running out of time. We got to keep it moving. I we shouldn't gotta, have used Robotica then. We got to keep this paper keg train moving. Jonesy, we need. I'm to glad get, this is our last show. Uh, <laughs> Jonesy, we need to get your book that you need to talk about right, all right now. Let me pull out this in your ear. Wolverine twelve. Uh huh. What happened to Dakin? Okay. Yeah. And two, Jason Aaron is a genius. Came up with a <laughs> villain who got off by dressing people in Wolverine's costume and beating them to death with a baseball bat. Uh, my one comment that was a total filler issue. Uh, okay. Yeah, I agree. I, I, agree. Uh, I was disappointed. You know, I hope this isn't a vision of things to come for Jason. He's getting busy. No, no. He is writing a lot he of books. Yeah, but what busy. happened to Dakin for real? Who cares? Did they cancel his book? I ho- yeah, that's I, dumb. What? I don't know that. <laughs> no, I don't think they. I don't. No one ever trust Mark. Whatever blow it in your says. ear. All right, <laughs> blow this in your. I want to blow it in your. Let's ear. Let's uh, move on to Mark. 
Um, uh, uh, lightning round quotes. So let's stick to the format. On it. Lame. Flashpoint, Dead Man and Flying Grayson's two of three. Starring Dick Grayson and his family. They were never killed. They're dead man. I'm enjoying seeing Dick Grayson and the rest of his crew in a circus life. Interesting to see how he turned out without Bruce Wayne's influence. Hmm. Well adjusted. Content. Happy. Sad. Uh, my turn. Lightning round. Two sentences or less. The heat Whoa. is on. The heat is on. Image Comics has produced another title that I will be purchasing. Slam. It hasn't started yet because I haven't even said the title. 50 Girls 50. Saw that on the app. Mm-hmm. Lick your lip again and then tell me what it's about. Several extremely attractive female scientists Lesbians. journey into space. Lesbian space? No. Um, second sentence. I will be reading more of this title. Wow. Image, image comics. Frank Cho is well, a writer. Okay. Wow. Well, I remember Frank Cho. I also remember him. Uh, his work on The Ultimates 3, I think, or 4, I don't even know. I think Jonesy was reading that, but Jonesy has exited to use the facilities. It's disgusting. You know, another thing we wanted to talk about, which we forgot, was the Spidey trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew Garfield. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe at the end of the show, we have time, we can we can get Jonesy's thoughts. But we got to move on. We're running out of time. Book club, tee it up. What did we read this week? We got a sounder? No, no. Uh, no, that's really awful. We don't play it. That was post, uh, that was pre your new job, so... <laughs> Hulk Gray Yes Tim Sale Jeff Loeb uh, Doing their Color series At Marvel Um, You know Not as vast As the Green Lantern Corps And their colored rings Right What what can be that vast Seriously Um, Now I'm not sure Of the timing Because I uh, Didn't have quite the time at work to see when this do you remember when this was released in accordance with their other color mid 2003 early 2004 and this was I believe this was one of the last ones they did I think the last one that was scheduled would be after this Captain America White but that still never came out so this this book uh, six issues and it tells the story of Banner going to uh, meet with Doc Sampson, who is like a psychiatrist, um, and it it's it's all told in you know their one meeting, and it goes back you know he he kind of goes over his beginnings of the Hulk to to Doc Sampson, um, from when you know he saved um, what's his name? It's not Rick, is it? Rick Jones. Yeah, Rick, Rick Jones. Yeah. When he saved Rick Jones, and to the events you know uh, stemming from. Uh, getting hit with the radiation and, um, you know, him turning into the Hulk and him battling Ross that first time and kidnapping Betty. And, you know, a revelation at the end uh, that kind of messes with his head. Um, and it's it's really weird in that Hulk is gray, you know, obviously. Right. So his first appearance, um, which I guess, now that I think about it, is uh, canon because wasn't isn't the very first... Uh, Hulk number one, was he gray in that issue? He was gray in that issue, and 
they did little things to try to tweak it to make it canon. Like, the first time they encountered Iron Man, they outright acknowledged, wait a minute, the first time you met Iron Man was in the Avengers. Mm -hmm. And they tried to do their little twist to make this. Yeah, he, uh, Iron Man tried to stop the Hulk when he first showed up, and they, I guess you could say, it was never mentioned because he was embarrassed by the Hulk. You know, he was, like, completely beaten up in, like, a prototype suit, so that's why it was never acknowledged, because he doesn't want that getting out there. Right. Um, so six issues of one sit-down interview with Doc Samson telling the story of him becoming the Hulk, uh, looking for Betty, and then finding the Hulk after he kidnapped Betty. Um, six issues is a lot, I thought, for the story. I don't, I I think my, my feelings, uh, were jaded because I wasn't in the mood to read it. Like, I, I think we all have to be in the mood to read a comic to to get all out of it, but I just was yeah. not in the mood to read it. I can agree with that. Uh, you've got to be in the mood to read something. Mm-hmm. What did you? What are your thoughts, uh, Jonesy? You know, whenever I do a book for Paper Keg, I I always try to go back and do like what the reader's mechanics were, and try to get it from like a production standpoint, so I can kind of get into the book. And this was the first time in how many episodes? What are we on? Nineteen right now. 18. 18? Like, total snooze fest. I could wow. not get in the Jeff Jeez. Loeb's head. I love Spider-Man Blue. I love Daredevil Yellow. I Superman love, for All Seasons? Yeah, Superman for All Seasons. Uh, the, the Long, long Halloween. Halloween. <clears throat> like, these are just... I mean, it's Jeff Loeb. What, I mean, in my mind, one of the greatest writers in comics. And it's just... It, it felt like... Like, he did Daredevil Yellow and Spider-Man Blue, and they were like, all right, now we want a Hulk Gray. Write it. And he was like, well, I really don't have a Hulk story to tell. It doesn't matter. Just do what you did in Daredevil Yellow. Just do it with the Hulk. So he sat down and wrote a story because he was told to, and this is the what we got. Like, there was no heart in this book to mm-hmm. me. That but, is a great criticism. There was no heart to there it. There was no, like, it, it, he was phoning it in. Like, there was no, like, his love for the Hulk, whether he has any or not. Dale, Did don't I... phone in right now. Tell us what you thought. Uh, instead of phoning it, I'm just going to tell you right now. I loved the book. I think, um, well, I don't read a lot of Hulk, so I don't know, you know, what to compare it to. Right. But I think it was a a very good story and i think i i I may have not been in the mood to read it at first but i got in the mood Mm. i think uh, there was very little dialogue in it because uh, so much of the page was devoted to uh, tim sales art and i think i think it was uh, amazing i think i I bought uh, all six issues at my lcs to read this and all the covers are are beautiful and i i would hang these up in a second i think um the revelation at the end uh, I don't think all six issues were building to that, but it is a great revelation at the end. But uh, the the story told how each issue takes a little bit of how, uh, you know, he's just coming to grips with how, you know, the Hulk feels and little, you know, not adventures, but little things the Hulk did on his way to the to the last issue was, I thought, amazing. And I, I almost, I think, I, it's been a couple of years since I've read uh, Long Halloween, uh, that's the one I most recently read, but I liked it better than his Batman stuff. Wow. What? I thought it was, a, Paper I thought it was very good. Heated disagreements right now. I 
Here's my take. My two cents. And maybe it was just the art that uh, was a nice refresher for Jonesy me. Jonesy looks like he's going to strangle hang on, himself. Hang on. Jonesy's just to, Just to put it out, maybe a little, for the whole paper keg fandom that Dale thinks Hulk Gray is better than the Long Halloween. Long Halloween is long. <laughs> I want to dip my balls in it long. Come on. <laughs> um, so we'll come back to that. <sighs> I agree with... Both of you. I love the art. Uh, Tim Sale, I think this is some of his best stuff ever. Agreed. Uh, the spl- Every splash page is a work of art, and I would absolutely frame it. The Hulk looks absolutely amazing. I think the Hulk is his best character that I've seen, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but I do agree with that guy, the drunk one on the other Jim side Zanatch. of the couch. Um, I do think that... In Jeff Loeb's head, he had maybe like three scenes that he would want to do in a Hulk story, and did them, and then just built a whole issue, a whole series around it, like the scene with him and Betty uh, being like a very King Kong-ish scene, you know, where he kidnaps Betty, and you know, obviously that's been done to death, but that's the first thing I thought of when they were together. Um, actually, that's the only one scene that I can remember. The the gen, the Thunderbolt Ross stuff, I didn't think, even though the revelation at the end, which we'll get to, I didn't think they built up to that well enough. Like, I don't think Ross seemed like enough of an a-hole in I, this series. I think it was a, a great amount of a-holishness. Mm-hmm. Now, now I think back of when, uh, you know, Betty just found out that Banner couldn't be found, and uh, Ross is in, it, in her bedroom, and she's got her head buried in the pillow. He's, he's, a, he's a quite a D-bag there. I don't know if it's like because I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but I just became a father. Right. I don't know if I maybe just connected with Ross. You know, he just wants the best for his daughter. Uh, I don't know. I just didn't see, um, you know, why there would be animosity between Bruce and Ross. Because as a reader that knows Ross is an a hole previous from previous stories, I'm like I guess I just assumed, you know, oh well, he's kind of a big a hole. But in reading the series, I personally, you know, if I were a new reader, I didn't see it. Um, and the revelation at the end where, you know, it blew Banner's mind that, um, you know, Betty uh, Betty saw what she saw in the Hulk was her father. You know, kind of like, yeah, that, that's that's the revelation, right? Yeah, or did I read that incorrectly from other people? I read it that's as... That's a good part of the revelation. I read it as... I think I wrote the quote down. Hold on. I read it as um, what what Betty, um, maybe it was what Betty was afraid of in the Hulk was her father. God damn it. I don't remember. Hold on. Uh, she loved me for all the wrong reasons uh, in that, you know, she was so, he was so similar to her father. And I think the quote was, um, I didn't want her, her, her decisions were colored by uh, her thoughts on her father. No one else saw that? Was I just read it, read it wrong? I didn't even pick it up. I couldn't find you, the revelation. You were probably asleep when you were mm-hmm. just paging through them. I was trying my damnedest <laughs> for it, too. I think... No, I think you're right. I think you're right where you are. I wasn't looking at it from Betty's angle, though. I was looking at it from the Hawks. And basically, at the end is... Uh, I, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but uh, the Hawk has uh, Ross picked up, and he can slam him at any moment. And Ross's uh, army is has guns trained on the Hawk's head. 
and uh, and Betty is begging the Hulk to let him down, but they don't. He does, she doesn't want the uh, the soldiers to fire on Hulk, and uh, and the at at the end, um, Betty or the Hulk is like uh, Hulk Hulk doesn't want to see Betty hurt. Um, Bet Hulk loves Betty. Um, what was it? And Somebody have the floppy with him. Can we pull out the last issue and look for the the final quote at the end? And it was it was like, but Ross is always mean to Betty. Like, but it was something like, you know, your dad's the same way, and I'm willing to protect you from all this. And so why don't you see it my way, kind mm-hmm. of thing? It was, but it was, a, it was very. I paraphrased the sh- s out of it, right? So it sounds awful, but I, that's the way I read it. Like Hulk is trying to do, uh, make Betty see, because Hulk is you know very limited uh, uh, IQ at this stage. He just turned into the Hulk, so he doesn't have full grasp. But uh, his observation of the Betty Ross Hulk relationship was a very good. There was another part that I wrote down that I liked uh, when Banner was questioning his own decisions in life. You know, why does a smart, a man smart enough to cure cancer build a weapon, you know, of mass destruction. And and that was kind of like his payment, you know, for doing that. He was cursed with the, you know, the Hulk as a part of his life. So Mark, it sounded like uh, you didn't like anything. No, I think I agree with both of your points. I mean, Art is beautiful. It's Tim Sale at his best. Uh, it seems like Jeff Loeb really did have moments he was building around, and the only two moments that I liked were the King Kong S scene that you mentioned, and also I think it was the opening of that issue where the Hawk is sitting on a cliff, canyon, whatever, and he's grasping this rabbit, and he's petting oh, the yeah. rabbit, and he pets it so hard, and he wants it to love it and be his friend that he starts to make it bleed. Mm-hmm. Those are the only moments that I really cared for. The Hulk is, in my opinion, excuse me, fundamentally he's a very hard character to connect with. I get the theme of him, the Jekyll vs. Hyde, but unlike all of Jeff and Tim's other books, like Spider-Man Blue or Daredevil Yellow, you can instantly jump right in and connect with those characters. Right. The Hulk, it's just, eh. So... Lay it on us, Dale. So Jones and Air pulled up the uh, the issue for me, and uh, it's it's uh, just looking at it now. I love it. It's a uh, Hulk Scott Ross hoisted up around the neck, and Betty's with these beautiful blue these beautiful eyes. He's my father, with all his flaws. I love him. I will always love him, and that's why you can't kill him. And Hulk is just looking down at her, like I mean, I'll do this for you, but but. And then he says, I, I, "Hulk not understand. Hulk not monster. Hulk not hurt Betty. Ross always hurt Betty." And it was, uh, it's just like, but I'm going to set him down. Right. Um, I don't know. For you, even though you uh, are doing this to me, but. I think that, um, now I wish I had written down what the quote was. Let me see if I can page through and find it here. Uh, ba 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 Um, there are so many other stories of what happened afterwards, but they will now always be colored by the knowledge that she loved me for all the wrong reasons. And I, I don't know, maybe I just, I think she loved Bruce because, uh, the Hulk reminded her of her father. That's, I don't know. That's just what I came out with. No, yeah, I could definitely, I, I see that. And I, maybe it's just, just too deep for me to get at the time, but I, I definitely see, how you could interpret that is probably the way it is, but uh, 
you know, just differing views. Tough. This is the, another. Uh, this is a stalemate. Yeah. On the uh, paper cake. The only podcast. one truly frustrated is Jonesy. He can't believe that I could. Both the Jonesy, words would both exit Jonesy my mouth. And Mark were very quiet. But he doesn't um, care that I hate that I love the book. Very quiet. Yeah. <sighs> Jonesy's completely frustrated no, with me no, right now. I can't no, believe I, it. I, you know what? We were separated at birth. I know. But the one thing that makes us not brothers is that you love wow. Hulk Gray. The one thing. More than one, the long Halloween. Spider Man Blue. Gray. Spider Man Blue was great. <laughs> he just said to me I didn't read that Hulk Gray. Was better than the Long Halloween. You know, I each, heard it. Each, I'm ignoring each story it. connects uh, to it's people in a, diff- in a different way. Listen, don't try to church it up, different brother. Wait, you know what? Speaking of connecting, you, in a you know, what way. you sound like you sound like Black Hole Sun Patrol over there, and you're Whoa. the you're the final solution Whoa. for. Uh, Dale, uh, you know, he got you on that one. You know what? You're right. Your opinion is your opinion, and I would like to tactfully withdraw. Uh, speaking of, you know, you know, we all had the singles. The floppies that we we moved around. Dale went to the local LCS and got them. I was going through my office looking for a Spawn Batman crossover. Yeah, does anyone remember that? Yeah, got it at Rimoticon. Todd, no, uh, there's there was two. You got the DC version. Oh, okay. I got the image version. I don't know why I'm holding up the number three. Image. Um, The image version was written by Frank Miller and drawn by Todd McFarlane. Really, I had no idea that Frank Miller had written it until I had now went into my archives and I pulled out a long box because back then I didn't know who Frank Miller was. Was it? This was uh, 1994. Um, and I I just remember even then reading it that Batman was like insane, insanely written. <laughs> and in, on the inside, it's written as uh, this this book is not meant to be in continuity, but as a companion piece to The Dark Knight Returns. And it the way Batman is written reminds me of All Star Batman and Robin. Wow! He calls like he calls Spawn a twit like twelve times in the book. <laughs> like you punk, you twit. He calls oh him a God. punk like fifteen times. It's uh, it's really odd, but the art obviously is great with McFarlane doing it. But uh, what an odd read going <laughs> back. You know, Spawn was at like the height of his popularity. Um, look at it now. No one reads Spawn. I know. It's you know, terrific. McFarlane should do that uh, Hellboy thing. You know, do four limited series and then go on to the next yeah. one. What a what a sad end to this episode. Oh, yeah, everyone's down. Yeah, no, I'm not down. Good. I still love them. Uh, oh, we we got letters to get to. Hulk Gray, check it out. I'm just glad that this isn't no. The episode don't check out Hulk Gray. <laughs> Hulk Gray, form your own opinion. I think yeah, everyone, <laughs> everyone go. I wish uh, Comicsology offered Hulk Gray. But yeah. Sadly, they do not. But we, we, you know, we have big fish to fry, real big. We got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you. This is one of my favorite segments we have. I'm not gonna lie to you, Mark. Do any of our our, our letter writers have anything for sweaty butt cheeks? <laughs> on a, on a podcast. Letters dot com. Letters at papercake dot com. You write us, we will read it if it's good or bad. Mark, um, if you could take a minute from looking at your busy uh, television star uh, schedule, he's reading his new script. I have got the letters 
primed and pumped and ready. Oh, First up is from Rodney. I haven't listened to the past few shows, but I'd like to ask Dale to apologize in advance for <laughs> making fun of a minority or a person with a disability <laughs> that he probably threatened last show. Thanks. Also, Jonesy, you stink. Oh, my God. Rodney. Rodney, why would you do that? Rodney had no question and no love. <laughs> You just attacked my brother there. Someone, not for, nothing for me, but Jesus. He looks like he Rodney, was just shot. You know what? Rodney. I invite you to come down to the studio and do better. Right. <laughs> you try sitting in this seat. Jonesy is going to stew all night about Rodney. Jonesy, just remember that's I'm the not voice. Sleep. That's a vocal minority, not Mark, not quiet majority. Did you write that letter? I did not. You better, Mark, you better apologize for calling him a minority. Slim. Wow. We can't wait to read the letters off that one. Mm -hmm. uh, this one's from Dale's whoa. New The Goon Hat. Slim's uh. pronouncements of fact are quickly becoming my favorite part of Paper Keg. Mm. I think I can hear the spit take whenever he proclaims it's trash. Recently, Slim announced that Scott McCloud is a fraud. Please explain. Who's Scott McCloud? Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> Does he mean Scott McDaniel, maybe? Scott McDaniel, let's face facts. All right. We, F you, Rodney. We all, yeah. we we all saw Scott McDaniel's work in the Batman and Robin arc where they were fighting zombies. I think. Yeah, and we've seen him in Daredevil, Nightwing. You know, Mark. Countless. Other I live things. in the now. You do not. Is this a lightning <laughs> round for an insult? Uh, you know. We all love Frank Miller, too. What has he done lately besides, you know, become a psychopath? Let it go, Slim. He wears a fedora. Yeah. That, that evens it out. That actually is true, except for JMS. You know, he's he still wears a fedora. By the by, I did, uh, my new goon hat is in my Jeep. It was pouring out, and and it's 100% silk. I'm not wearing that out in the rain, Are so I apologize. Are you kidding me? Silk? Get the hell? You can't, people make hats out of silk? My goon hats, I mean, out of silk. Um... <laughs> So yeah, I mean, grandfather you know, I, I'm here. just kidding. I love Scott McDaniel. I'm sure he is a great guy. I'd love to have some beers with him. I just wouldn't want him to draw a book that I'm writing. <laughs> Where for an image book? Go. I love Scott McDaniel. One hour, five minutes into episode 18, the moment you sold out. <laughs> Last letter is uncredited. It's going all. Oh, will you be attending the NYCC in October? I'd like to meet up as I have created a straw device for Jonesy to use when recording the shows. Oh, wow. It may or may not kill him, but it's worth a try. Great job on the show, Mark, Slim, Dale, and Dave. Bill Nye, the science guy over here. <laughs> so we Who's Dave? Wait a, minute. Wait a minute. I just got that. <laughs> Read that again. Mark, Slim, Dale, and Dave. <laughs> oh, God. You know, that's not fair. When he, said, Jonesy, when he said Dale, you, he probably meant Jonesy. Did you all write a letter? Jonesy is a big <laughs> part of this show. That's absolutely Jonesy, true. I'll get you his email address off the air. Yeah. This is a. Uh, I'll get you. This I'll, is my last show. I'll get you Rodney's too. Uh, Jonesy is a huge part show. of this show. Absolutely. No one cares. We, Rodney thinks I stink. The other guy doesn't even know I exist. <laughs> <laughs> we all are anxiously awaiting uh, the Sonny and Bono of Paper Keg review by. At Mandy Boo and Jonesy Lowe's Beer oh, man. on Daredevil Yellow. Can't wait to read it. Uh, Rodney, put that in your pipe and smoke it. We ain't answer the question. Is Paper Keg rolling to NYCC? I think we'll all be there in some capacity. I guess I won't. Uh, Jonesy, we'll, we'll, if you want to come, we'll... we'll uh, we can we'll, introduce we'll, you to Maybe I can be on your show. I don't know. 
<laughs> yes, uh, I believe that all the contributors, uh, even the our West Coast uh, West Coast representation in Jam Stump and uh, Cameron Jurassic Alien, mm-hmm. we're all going to be repping the NYCC like the Warriors trying to get back to Coney. Yeah, I heard that um, even our Canadian agent is making the trip down. What? No. Fiends from Buffalo. There's New been York? talk. Your writing partner, Jonesy, I re- I think we should walk Jonesy home. I don't think yeah, he's, he's safe. He's it's not. It's, uh, this could be the end. He's gonna uh, drive angry. But you know what's 3D. not the end? Paper keg. This isn't the end of paper this keg. This is the end. Don't believe the rumors. Don't sorry. Be- uh, don't believe the hype. Yeah. Congratulations, Slim. Congratulations, uh, Jonesy, Mark, Dale, myself, me. and Dave. And Dave. Dave. Who can forget Wonderful Dave. paper keg eighteen. Paper keg nineteen. We need to discuss the book. <laughs> Yeah. Um, maybe Jonesy will be here. Who knows? Probably, probably dr- not. He'll probably drink himself <laughs> to death. <laughs> right now, Jonesy Winehouse. Um, thanks for being here, guys. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you. We will see each other. I don't know when. Slim. Yeah. Don't forget us. I won't forget. Jonesy's right last on. show. Peace him out. We had a good run. Uh, thanks to Dale, Mark, and myself. Everyone have a good night. All right now. Come young.